This is what's new and what's next from the team behind Civic at the San Francisco Public Press. First, what's new? If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask when going into the office, a college classroom with less than 100 students, or into a gym in San Francisco and Marin counties. You still need to wear one when you go shopping or when you walk into a restaurant. This partial relaxation of the county mask mandate went into effect last Friday, based on decreasing infections and hospitalizations. Unvaccinated people have to keep wearing masks when they go indoors in public places. In order to completely lift the indoor mask mandate, cities would have to drop into the yellow or moderate tier of infections for three weeks in a row, or 80% of their population would have to be vaccinated. Parents, students, and staff at Buena Vista Horace Mann School in the Mission are going to have to wait until the end of the month to find out how much money the city's school board is going to spend to repair their dilapidated school. Students and teachers testified last week about a vermin infestation, electrical malfunction, even a gas leak that forced the evacuation of the school. The district had been proposing taking $15 million from revenue produced by a 2016 bond measure to fix at the school. But a member of the school board, Matt Alexander, wanted to up that to $55 million. Last Tuesday night, the school board discussed that change at length, and they started leaning toward a $40 million allocation, but then they had to put off the decision until their next meeting to allow time for the board's legal counsel to review the phrasing of this amendment. Check out the latest episode of Civic for the full story. A follow-up on a recent item in our What's Next segment, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors took up the issue of equity when it comes to who gets licenses for cannabis businesses. Supervisors unanimously approved a plan to make sure that people affected by the war on drugs get a chance to benefit from the legal cannabis industry. The rules don't just affect dispensaries, but also apply to delivery services, testing labs, and companies that operate indoor growing operations. SFist reports that these tweaks to the existing equity program were designed to help support small local business owners and protect them from takeover by big multi-state chains. But according to SFist, the changes may actually make it easier for chains to take over in the long run by shortening the time period for a transfer of majority ownership in a local cannabis business from 10 years to 5 years. You can read the full analysis at sfist.com. That's what's new. Here's what's coming up on the city's calendar. A virtual open house for a traffic safety project on South Fenness Avenue is ongoing right now through October 27th. This area is a high injury corridor, meaning a lot of collisions have taken place here. Several people have died in recent years on this road, and one of the main issues is speeding. So the SFMTA is proposing reducing South Fenness from four lanes, two in each direction, to three lanes. That means one lane in each direction, with a center two-way lane for left turns. More details and a link to the project profile at missionlocal.org under the Neighborhood Notes section. Also from Mission Local, the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts, you might know it as the MCCLA, has opened up its 35th annual Day of the Dead exhibit. It's called Ni Tanto Ni Tan Muertos, Neither So Much Nor So Dead. The exhibit's going to highlight the feelings of mourning for those lost during the pandemic and general human fragility, as well as gratitude for our resilience. There will be altars dedicated to those who passed recently. You can find the exhibit at 2868 Mission Street through November 19th. Proof of vaccination is required to attend. 
On Tuesday, the Board of Supervisors is going to meet starting at 2 p.m. Three of their items have to do with property deals for the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing. Two are authorizing purchase agreements for buildings. The city would then also apply for funding for those from the state's Project Home Key program. And the third is authorizing the city to lease property to use as a vehicle triage center at Candlestick Point State Recreation Area. These items are 29, 30, and 31 on the agenda. Another one of their tasks is responding to the civil grand jury's report on the Van Ness Improvement Project. That report was titled, What Lies Beneath, and attempted to excavate the reasons for the delays on this project. The board's response will be in the form of voting on a resolution, which includes some recommendations. This is item 33. And the supervisors will be considering renaming Sonora Lane between Farrell Street and Terra Anza Avenue to Vita Ratanapakti Lane after the 84-year-old Anza Vista resident who was killed in January when an assailant violently shoved him to the ground. I'll note that this is a vote simply on a resolution of intention. It doesn't change the actual name yet. This one is item 39. You can watch the meeting at SFGov TV. They'll also display information about how to participate. This has been What's New and What's Next. Our music is from the Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Laura Wenis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>